welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the podcast program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, and today we'll be talking about doulas. And our guest is Susan Toffolon, president of Dona International. Susan is also a certified childbirth educator, a Dona certified birth doula, and a birth doula trainer. I have to say that I saw my first bumper sticker for a doula the other day. I made note of it to my wife and said, they're really getting to be mainstream now. They've got their own bumper stickers. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Glad to hear it. What does doula mean? It's a term that is actually a Greek word, and it comes from a woman-to-woman servant, and it's mothering the mother. It's somebody who helps the mother during birth and postpartum, who's knowledgeable in both the birth and postpartum time frame. Are there different kinds of doulas? There are. There are birth doulas and postpartum doulas. And birth doulas are, of course, with the mother during the birth, but they are there prenatally. They usually do prenatal visits to help them plan for the birth, and then they stay for the whole birth, giving emotional, physical, and informational support, and then early postpartum support. And then postpartum doulas are there, of course, for the weeks afterwards to help the mothers in the early weeks with their new baby. They help with breastfeeding education, on newborn care, running errands, nighttime support, really anything that the new family needs help with. What kind of things would a birth doula do for a woman? Birth doulas do pretty much anything that the mom needs to help her get through the birth. You do massages, comforting touch, position changes. You help her relax. You get her food. You put the covers on. You take the covers off. You do all of those sorts of things, but you're there in the presence. You're there in the moment with your heart in your hands, and that's the most important thing. Birthing is something that throughout history women have done with other people traditionally, and it greatly enhances the birth experience and the outcomes. What are the benefits of using a doula? The benefits are huge. They reduce the cesarean rate. They reduce requests for medication and mom's perception of the need for medication. She's much more satisfied with her birth. The breastfeeding rates go up and then along with that it snowballs into the health of the baby. But mom's satisfaction with her birth are greatly, greatly increased when they do have a birth doula with them and then postpartum doulas. Again, they just help with the parenting skills and the confidence that the parents have. They help to decrease postpartum depression and just really help to form a family unit, help the family to be cohesive and understand what they're supposed to do with this new little addition to their family. Has there been any scientific research on the benefits of a woman having a doula? There's quite a few research studies out there now that have definitely shown the benefits of a doula. The early ones were done actually by donors' founders, and they were six randomized controlled trials back then, and now I believe we're up to about 18 that have all shown clear benefits of having doulas with the moms. Has there been any research done on the benefits of a doula for the baby? Yes, yes, that goes along with it. Long-term benefits in the original studies, especially they showed that the babies stayed healthier during the first year and, of course, the breastfeeding rates go up, which is just a huge benefit to the baby. It's indirect benefits, I guess you would say, because the mom is so much better equipped to be a new parent and so much more confident in her skills as a parent. And, of course, with the decreased postpartum depression, all of those things are indirect benefits to the baby and help with the health and the well-being of the baby. Does a doula take the place of the mother's partner? Not at all. 
the doulas are there to enhance the experience for the partner. They actually can help the partner to gain confidence in how to help the mom. We expect the partners to learn how to help the mom through birth in a few short birthing classes sometimes, and that's not always easy. The other thing, when you're in the birth place, whether it's a hospital or a birthing center or even in your home, you have people that aren't necessarily part of your nuclear family or what you would term friends, and it helps with the comfort level with that too. Partners can be a little intimidated by providers of the hospital or different scenarios, strange scenarios. They're also very, very emotionally involved, of course, with the mom and with the birth. And sometimes things happen that they may not know or understand if it's normal or natural. And it's difficult to see somebody you love in pain. And when you have a doula, the doula can help the partner understand that it's normal and natural and there are things that we can do to help make it manageable and a positive birth experience. So it's all working together as a team. What's the difference between a doula and a midwife? Midwives are medical providers. Doulas do nothing medical. There are no clinical tasks involved with being a doula at all. So the midwife is there for the health and well-being medically for the mother, Um, especially in case something goes wrong. You know, she's actually going to be doing the heart tones and the vaginal checks if there are any and catching the baby. The doula is just there for emotional, physical, and informational support. So the doula obviously doesn't replace the hospital nursing staff? Not at all. Not at all. It's part of the team. It's a whole birthing team. The hospital staff has their duties and the doula has her duties. And the doula is there strictly for that one mother and for that whole birth, whether it's a two-day birth or whether it's a two-hour birth, that doula is going to be there with the mom. And there's no staff changeover with the doula, so it's also a good continuity of care. How does a doula work with a mother's doctor? Most providers enjoy having a doula there because it does help the doctors. The mom is more understanding of her birth. It helps her to make informed choices, and they work really well, again, just as part of the team. The OB is, or the family practice doc, whatever the doc is, is there for her medical well-being, and the doula is there for her emotional and physical well-being also. What does a postpartum doula do? The postpartum doulas are there for the family during the weeks after the baby is born, and they help with things like breastfeeding and getting items from the grocery store if the mom doesn't have time to run the errands. They really help to take pressure off the new dads. They help with the parenting skills. They're not like a nanny. They don't take care of the baby. They help the mom to take care of the baby. They answer questions. Again, it's the emotional and physical support even for that part of the mom and baby's life together to help them really have a baby moon together and learn to become a family with as smooth a transition as possible. She's there as a referral source also. So if there are any issues or challenges that the mom is facing, the postpartum doula has an extensive resource list that she can help the mom gain access to. Kind of along the same line of thinking, What's the difference between a postpartum doula and a baby nurse? The baby nurse obviously would be a medical provider and be there for the medical aspect of the baby's care. The postpartum doula is, again, nothing medical. How long does a doula spend with the family after the birth? It depends on what the family needs. For the birth doula, she would be there 
for maybe about an hour after the birth of the baby in the hospital, maybe longer, maybe shorter, depending on the needs of that mom. Usually it's at least a few hours. And then you would visit the family during the next couple of few weeks after the baby to make sure that she's doing well. The postpartum doula is hired more on a regular basis where maybe the mom decides she needs help three hours a day or four hours a day or maybe eight hours a day, three days a week. It really varies depending on the mom's needs. Do doulas teach a particular type of parenting or parenting style? No, no, and it's totally up to the parent. It's just a basic parenting style just to be able to transition into new parenthood and the safety and breastfeeding and other feeding issues that may arise, those kind of things. With so many nuclear families today in America where there aren't any family members nearby, are doulas becoming more popular? I believe so. I believe that's one of the really good major reasons that doulas, especially postpartum doulas, are becoming so necessary in people's lives because we don't have the extended family. Traditionally, your mother, your sister, your aunt, they would all be there for you for the birth and then to help afterwards. And nowadays, we don't have that. Our families are not available to come help with the baby afterwards and to be there for the birth. So it's very important to have that extra support. And you're totally correct. That's one of the reasons that it is very popular now and very necessary. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. What should a woman look for when hiring a doula? What kind of questions should she ask? What should she be looking for? That's a good question. One of the main things when you're looking for a doula is probably personality. You know, does she meet what you are comfortable with? It's a very intimate time when you give birth, and you want to make sure that you are extremely comfortable with this person, that it's a good match for you. You want to interview at least two to three doulas to understand that it is a good match. There's not any conflict at all. You want to ask them things like how many births has the doula attended? How many years have you been in the field? Are you certified? And if you're certified, by who? And then you, again, just need to make sure that the personality is a good fit for you and your partner. How much does a doula cost? That really varies around the world. It can vary within a certain city. It ranges oh, from a low of maybe a few hundred dollars up to maybe a couple thousand dollars in the more major cities. But doula's donut vision is a doula for every woman who wants one, not a woman who every woman who can afford it. So we do encourage our doulas to provide very low-cost services when necessary and free services. There should never be a woman who doesn't receive support from a doula because she couldn't afford it. That would be really a tragedy. So it does vary, but most doulas, like I say, will do it on sliding fee scales. They'll let the mom set her own fee for what she feels she can afford. You know, like say, well, my normal fee is $600, but, you know, whatever you feel you can afford is, is okay. You know, that kind of thing. And we do encourage that. Are they covered by insurance? At this time, they're not covered 
by health insurance companies on a regular basis. It's been real spotty over the years. Dona is lobbying right now to change that practice, but it really is going to be up to the families to keep pushing for it to be paid for. Medicaid does cover it sometimes. There's community volunteer programs who often either do volunteer services or they are paid through hospital programs. In Illinois, the state government actually pays for dual services under their ounce of prevention program, which is a great program. So, you know, more and more we're getting closer to it. And then actually in October, this was very exciting, in October of 2009, one of our doulas got approved through the U.S. It was a U.S. approval that it was defined by the National Uniform Claim Committee. It's a code that they can use to become a provider. And then once they have their provider number, that allows them to submit claims. It's not a guarantee that insurances will pay, but it's one huge step towards that accomplishment. Which leads me very neatly into my next question. Are doulas only hired directly by clients, or are there other ways for people to find them? There's all different ways for people to find doulas. And, you know, as I just mentioned, some hospitals have doula programs. Some providers put out doula lists. But I think for the most part, doulas are word-of-mouth referrals. Doulas will have their own websites. Dona has certified doulas listed on their website. We also provide other lists to people for doulas who may be wonderful and they're donor members. They're just not quite certified yet, and we do provide lists of those. Lots of different ways for people to find doulas. What would you say to a pregnant woman who tells you, I don't think my health care provider works with or approves of doulas? First of all, I would suggest that if it was for myself, I would say, can I come with you on one of your OB visits or one of your provider visits and I can meet and speak with your provider. But most of the time, providers are very welcoming. And then the mom has the right to choose whoever she wants to be with her at her birth. And then providers, again, usually have pretty positive relationships with doulas once they understand what a doula is all about. Dona has a very specific code of ethics and standards of practice, and sometimes it helps to bring that along with the visit when you are introduced to the OB so that they do understand your role and understand that you're not there to make choices for the mom or to be her voice and that you're there to just support the mom, not have any conflicts between you and the provider. How many doulas are there in the U.S. today? I don't know if there are any actual statistics out there as to how many there actually are, but I can tell you that DONA has over 3,000 certified doulas. We're in over 20-something countries right now. And then we have over 7,000 members who may also be working as doulas, but they're not certified doulas. So it's very, very difficult to say, actually, how many doulas are out there. There's a lot. How does a person become a doula? For DONA to become a certified doula, you would need to attend a workshop and then there are births that you need to attend that have certain restrictions as to whether they can count for your certification. And then there's essays and recounting of the births and telling what you've learned and those are kind of your tests, if you will, for that. There's continuing education that has to be done, additional reading. So quite a lot goes into actually becoming a certified doula. But to be a doula and not be certified, the most important thing is to bring your heart and your hands to that mom and just be there for her and just have your empathy in your heart for her and be there totally for her. Are there any state or national requirements for training or licensing for doulas? No, we just have our certification and 
there's no actual state or licensing requirements, which is is a good thing. Again, we have that very strict code of ethics and standards of practice, and if everybody holds to that, then there aren't any conflicts. Again, don't do anything medical, so we don't need to be state regulated. We've talked about it before, but what is Dona International? Dona International is a membership and certifying organization for doulas. We're the largest and oldest doula organization in the world. Our founders were the ones that did the original studies on doulas and were kind of the gold standard for the doula community. We only train and certify doulas. We're not kind of a one-stop shop. We have sister organizations that we rely on for those things in birth, but we do train and certify birth and postpartum doulas. To provide a little historical perspective, it was only back in the 1960s that hospitals wouldn't even let mothers be with their newborns right after birth, but Dr. John Kennel and Dr. Marshall Klaus started to change that thinking, didn't they? Yes, exactly. And again, it's usually consumer-driven, so moms would call the hospital and, you know, say, I want to have my baby, or I want my partner with me, or I want, you know, this person with me, and slowly, very slowly, hospitals started to come around, and what was happening is, as hospitals would agree to these things, the women would kind of gravitate towards those hospitals, which would force other hospitals to do the same. And doctors Klaus and Kennel were very, along with a lot of other people, were very instrumental in making this happen. And we've come a long way and we still have a long way to go. But it is good that a mom has the freedom in most instances to have who she wants with her at the birth and to have her baby with her all the time after the birth. Are there certain parts of the country or certain groups that use doulas more often? Probably. This is just a guess. I don't have any statistics on it with me. But there are areas where doulas are much more popular probably because they're much more available. As I said, we we do have 3,000, over 3,000 certified doulas. However, that's not enough to serve everybody in the country, let alone for every woman who would want one. So, It is pockets. It depends on where the most doulas are. It depends on people's perception of the need. So I would say that's probably true, but it's growing and we're getting into all of the areas where they're not as readily available right now. Has the H1N1 flu virus caused any changes this year? It did. We actually had some difficulty where hospitals were starting to make policies where the H1N1 was the scare was having the hospitals say doulas were not allowed in, only the partner, and that was all. But for the most part, doulas were able to convince the hospitals that this was not a really good policy and was short-lived in most cases. I think it's kind of coming around now, but there were some areas where that was a real issue, and moms and doulas and partners were all kind of up in arms. But again, because going to the hospital to have a baby is a consumer relationship with the hospital, the demands of the consumers can very much help kind of equal those things out. Susan, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to talk with me about doulas today. Well, thank you, Alan. I appreciate the opportunity. Anyone wanting to learn more about doulas should visit the website for Dona International at www.donna.org. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health. Discovering the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back again soon with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. 
This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon.